We came for salvation. We came for family. We came for all that's good. That's how we'll walk away. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Episcopal Youth Ministry in ATL. My name is Matt. I'm here with Wallace and Ashley. The song you just heard was Salvation Song by the Avid Brothers. How are you all doing? Great. What are we up to? Well, guess what? What? Probably after this taping at some point, it's my birthday. Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) If you didn't listen to the last episode, we commented on that it was Wallace's birthday the day after we're taping this. And yeah. Anyway, to get away from goofy stuff, we wanted to talk about mission trips today. Nothing goofy about that. Nothing goofy about mission trips. I don't know. Wasn't that the Goofy movie? Wasn't that what that was about? Was, it was, was a mission the trip. The Goofy movie. He went on a mission trip. <laughs> yeah, to like L.A. That is not the to Goofy go movie. I remember to go see Powerline. That must have been like the Veggie Tales Goofy movie. He painted like nine churches in that movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Powerline did. Speaking of which, Max didn't. <laughs> did you know they they updated Veggie Tales? I heard. No. Took the Christian stuff out of it. Kind oh, of. interesting. Thanks, Netflix. I won't be watching VeggieTales. We'll have like another episode about VeggieTales later. But we're talking about mission trips today. So there are people who are pro-mission trips. There are people who are anti-mission trips. Where do we fall? Pro-mostly. Pro-mostly? What's the mostly? Um, obviously, it's good. It's good to do good work. It's good to give back. It's good to teach the youth how to get their hands dirty and that there's something bigger than them out in the world and mission trips can be damaging to the destination you know you just have to be careful about where you're going and why you're going and and be really clear that most of the time mission trips have to do with us and not about wherever we're going so going to countries that are really poor and have a lot to do and painting a school is lovely and we are not doing anything to change the reasons why they are living in poverty the way they are but going to north new orleans after katrina to clean up is great because that needed to happen period you know so so pro mostly i think there's a place for mission trips just like there's a place for for a regular outreach in your community. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the, the, I think I have always, I hadn't gone on my first mission trip until I started working in Florida. Um, or I guess we went on like a small one in Savannah where we, where we stayed at a church and we did some work like for the church, like leading up to their VBS mainly to, that was our payment for staying there. And then we did like a couple other outreach things like in Savannah um, but besides that, the first real mission trip that I went on wasn't until I started working in Florida. Um, and and I think that that was kind of my um, – the mission trip was actually back in Atlanta. And so for me, it was kind of like, oh, like we're basically just doing outreach in an area that I grew up. So that wasn't really – so I think that that's always been like my vision from then on was like, oh, doing service in a place that uh, sometimes is where you grew up, sometimes it's not. <laughs> What do yeah. you think, Matt? I'm pro. I'm I'm pro, 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 pro mission trips. Oh. And I will fully admit that it's a result of the youth group I grew up 
with who you know miss debbie was our youth leader and we went on a mission trip every year and that was the highlight of the year and like there was one trip we went on to eagle ranch which is somewhere on the border of tennessee in another country but i'm not good at geography state not country that's what i meant <laughs> geography is so hard <laughs> you know what i mean we didn't anyway but for me it was i mean i was this really shy kid and i'm up on a roof reshingling mm, a yeah. roof and it for me mission trips i'm passionate about them because it safely gives kids a chance to step out of their comfort area yeah. and realize the world around them and I've seen it change the perspectives of so many kids. Mm-hmm. And it's not even about, hey, did you know some people don't have food? <laughs> right. How crazy is that? Like, <laughs> that's not the point. But to – so uh, this past summer I took my kids to New Orleans. And we have a connection there because our priest uh, was a rec- or one of the rectors in New Orleans after Katrina. Like his house got swept away by the levees when they broke. The uh, FEMA was set up in the backyard of his church. Like, he has a strong connection there. And so he went, looked at the area. And just to have the perspective of, you know, in a matter of minutes, this entire neighborhood was underwater. We worked at a food bank. And we worked from 9 until 4 in the afternoon. And it was busy every day. But we were just there for four days. like, And it was just one part of the neighborhood. So as much as the work that we did... To have the youth realize that's just one neighborhood that maybe and 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 that food bank maybe serves that one area like it's not mm-hmm. like it's serving the entirety of New Orleans and to offer kids that perspective I think is the is is what we're supposed to do as youth ministry to offer kids the sight of inequity in the world or inequality or you know being poor or people who don't have the means to live through a Christ-like lens. Mm -hmm. So I want to back up and ask you all, because that's like my definition of what a mission trip is. What is your definition of a mission trip? Because I think a lot of churches confuse mission trips with things that aren't mission trips. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good question. I don't have an answer. But I think probably mission trip is about seeing a need and discerning within ourselves how we might contribute to that need. So it's not about solving a problem. It's not about fixing everything. But just is there something that I can do, we can do as a community to make this need a little bit better? Because, um, you know... Do I think that we need to completely eradicate homelessness? Yes. But is that the job of my youth group this summer? No. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. it would be great, but, and no. So, so just seeing need, discerning, what are our gifts and what can we bring to that? I think um, part of it depends on the organization that you're working with or if you are working with an organization. So um, we did a, we did a mission trip in Denver and, part of the mission was to serve in different capacities to really get a, a lens of a, what does Denver look like um, from different, different layers of Denver look like. Um, And then hopefully also kind of bringing that back to Atlanta because probably very similar issues that Denver has Atlanta most likely has. So the youth, like 
because of that mission, um, not only did they get to do service, but they also had to, um, there were different activities that they did to put them in the, in the mindset of like, what would it be like to live, um, one, well, what would it be like to rely on food stamps and have to like actually Mm. use food stamps to get food for your family? Would you be able to do that? They found out, no, they wouldn't. (laughs) Um, what would it be like to be a homeless youth? Um, say, so they were, I think the oldest one was 17. So from 13 to 17 years old, what would it be like to live on the streets? Um, and, and try to find things and resources to survive. What would that experience look like? Um, would you be able to do that? So what's your definition? So I think, <laughs> so I think my definition, so I think in that case, like, like I said before, like it depends on, so every, all the times that I've been on mission trips, it usually has been with an organization. So part of that depends on like, what is the organization for that location that we've been to? But, but you don't have like a 50,000 feet. I do not have a, specific laser focused all-encompassing definition for a mission trip all right sorry ashley (laughs) just kidding mom i apologize for not having that if you're listening well it's tough because i think i mean yeah i can sit here and put a definition to the work i do or the work we do on a mission trip but what i did in new orleans with my high schoolers where we worked at a food bank is way different from what we did in Charleston with my middle schoolers where we went to an assisted living home for the week. Mm -hmm. Like the work you're doing is completely different. Right. And I think that brings up the idea of how do you respect the communities. Now, I am on board with the idea that, you know, a group of 15 high schoolers are not going to go into Colombia or Cuba or wherever and completely fix that country, you know, in a week. Probably not. I I think this idea that we were talking about before we recorded about, you know, we maybe going in and painting churches is not the best idea because you could, you know, that community could do have sustainable work to give to painters. Okay. I, I understand that at the same time, I don't think Jesus and the gospel ever went, well, should I really give these people fish because I'd be cutting out the fishermen? I, so my 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 not stress the 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 tension I have with this is how do we maintain respect for the communities that we're going into, but also do the dang work because I feel like a lot of youth leaders don't do the dang work when it comes to mission trips or they're too afraid to do the dang work. So where is that balance? Because I struggle with it between well, it's really a cultural experience for these kids, and that's what it's about. Mm-mm. Now, there's something else going on on these trips that, that can be very powerful and life-changing and perspective-changing for these kids. So how do you maintain respect for the community but also do what is good? You know, I think if we want to look at it through a what-would-Jesus-do lens, I would be careful to define mission trip based on the miracles that he performed because we're never going to be able to do that. But what did Jesus do in his ordinary life? He went to the margins and he met people there and he saw them and he loved them. And yeah, were there some miracles and healings in there too, of course, but that's not, we're not Jesus, right? But so, so we can't do that, but we can go to the margins and meet people. 
and see them and love them. And I think that if you're doing that, I don't care where you are, if you're really truly seeing people and you're coming at it, not with your own agenda, but with just human to human, here we stand with all our differences and all our similarities and how can we be in relationship? Then from that true mission is born. Seeing a need in the world, discerning how we can, how we can bring our gifts into it. There's people are isolated. There's a need, you know, and how I can, I can help you be less isolated. I think relational ministry is just important as building a house is to boil down at least what I'm, what I'm hearing from Ashley. Um, I think, so, um, I had the, I had the experiences, um, when I was serving at Christ church, um, outside of Jacksonville, um, of having, of participating in mission trips that were mostly relational rather than, rather than physical labor. And so, for instance, um, our, the sister parish, um, had, the sister parish, um, they didn't have access, there wasn't a reliable source of clean water. So our parish decided that that would be part of their mission to that sister parish. So, um, so that was a really interesting opportunity to participate in, um, and like, uh, help come up with the idea and then the process of like, um, creating this clean water device. So then there could be reliable clean water for this, for this town. Um, with that said, when we brought youth there, then the ask was, can you help us, um, not only like meet people within, within Guida, but then also, um, help us kind of repaint or re-update, uh, the paint in this, um, in the church. And I was kind of like, all right, this is the, this is what you're asking us to do. I wish that the youth could have had more opportunities for the relational aspect instead of repainting, Mm -hmm. um, this, um, this church. But once again, like it wasn't my mission to tell, to say like, if that's, that's truly like what they said, like, Hey, like we have youth coming, we need to find something for them to do. This is what we want them to do. The need came from within, so it's fine. But yeah. But can you really, like, I'm on board with all this, but in, in relation to relational ministry, can you really establish a relation with someone who, you know, over four days? No. Like, and that's even if you're just working with that group for that entire time. I mean, what does relational ministry look like if you're passing out hot dogs to the homeless on the street in some big city? I, I don't think that. So I think if we think of relationships in turn or relational ministry in terms of, for instance, like our ministry that we have with our youth, like that's relational ministry because we're experiencing, hopefully we're going to get to experience this kid's life from 11 to 18. And so we, (laughs) then as we will hopefully build a relationship over a six year time period or seven year time period. Um, That's a, that's a really long time. But I think that. Um, relationships can be instantaneous. Um, I think it was interesting to watch my kids in Denver or my youth in Denver meet and interact with uh, day laborers who they probably drove past when we were in Atlanta 
um, and would have never thought necessarily anything about. Um, but then for them to have conversations, especially with with people, not only with people who they would never spend time to talk to, but I think to um, have really long conversations and then want to continue speaking with them, um, putting themselves out there in a way that like they, um, I had a lot of really shy youth just in terms of like being able to talk to other people that weren't just like their friends. Um, and so this, so just that push and like watching them like really get into that part of the ministry of like talking uh, to other people and mm -hmm. listening and hearing stories. I think there is something special about that, even though they're most likely never going to see them again. Um, but I think there is something special about that. And I think that is a part of mission trips or missional activity that is really important. It also doesn't have to end when you leave. You know, I, I think that's Pen part pals. of, yeah, uh, really, you know, if you really connected with somebody, then it's 2018, you can stay in touch, you know, uh, even if they're living in the middle of nowhere in Guatemala, you know, there's still ways to communicate. And that's, that's on us to teach our kids that once you're home from the mission trip, it doesn't have to stop. Um, but yeah, I think you can build meaningful relationship in a couple of days and, and have that be lasting. You can, we all have, everybody has a gift, you know, and in interacting with, with you, I, I benefit from some of the gifts that you bring. You know, I can't, I can't offhand think of one of yours, Matt, but I know that there are some. Um, I know and, a lot about Pokemon. Uh, right. I'm definitely better for knowing you. <laughs> and and that's about, about NASCAR as well. Oh, right. Yeah. NASCAR. See, we have there that in go. common. I really like that about oh, you. It's still weird. Yeah. So I don't know. So I think they're, they're even in, in little short bursts, there's great benefit to, to relationship. So then if the benefits relationships, I know there are a lot of churches who don't go away from mission trips and we're, we're blessed in this diocese to have something called ATL serve where, you know, whether it's, that's the prime focus of mission work or community work or whatever you want to call it every summer for some churches, or if it's something that's rotational, what is the benefit of going away versus staying in your area? Because there are some churches that, I mean, they go away and they go to like other countries every summer. Mm -hmm. They also probably have the finances to do such a <laughs> thing. There are some churches that stay in the South or the, the area that they're kind of in of the country. There are some churches that don't leave the state or don't leave the city. Right. So what's the difference in those trips? What, I mean, is there a, is one of them better than the other? Because I think they, they speak to different uh, emotions to the youth and, and have different results. I, it depends. It depends on the group. I think that there's a... Um, I think when you stay at home and maybe... So we're going to do like a like a local mission week where I think our my plan is that we're going to most likely work with refugees um, in, the, uh, in the Atlanta area. And I think there will be something special about that because I think for for the youth who participate, they will be able to see that they're like, for instance, if we work solely with younger people, that there are youth who are like them, who are from Liberia and from Nepal and fill in the blank place, um, and and there is a struggle to be a refugee in in the United States, but specifically in uh, in Atlanta. Um, and hopefully there is an eye opener right there. Hopefully, hopefully they'll have conversations with people and they'll say like, what is it like 
to be here in the United States. It's a, you know, I'm sure for the kids, like, it's a great country, right? Um, and then hopefully, like, people will say, like, yeah, it's cool. But it's also been a struggle to um, to be asked to assimilate into this culture. And here are some of the struggles. And hopefully there's a realization of that for, for the kids. I think that there's also something special about going someplace and maybe seeing an organization that does really cool work. And maybe that's the finally, like, um, like that's the that's the kicker for for youth and they they realize like hey like th- maybe there are organizations back in Atlanta that like I really liked working with this group this was really this is a like all of a sudden this became a really special need for me I want to bring back bring that back to my area going away is good for a group you know it's it's neat to get kids way out of their comfort zone or it's neat to give anybody out of their comfort zone because you have to let go of a lot of stuff. And so you're seeing all of this need in a, in a really unique way. And in your local context, there are still needs and there's all kinds of stuff that you drive by every day and you miss. So I think you have to do both. And, you know, for, I often like to do something local before I go away just to see what the dynamic is going to be like. But I've also just blindly gone away and it, and it's all, it's fine. But, but there's something to be said for getting out of the comfort zone. Even if you, you know, all of our churches are in the suburbs going downtown does feel like a foreign country to some of these guys. Mm -hmm. And you know, you're still in Atlanta and you can see, the place where you go to the soccer games and you know whatever you you yeah. can you see all of the, the sort of benefits of living in the city so it's not quite out of your comfort zone i think um one of the things that we also haven't really mentioned is like how it affects like the group dynamics and i think there is something mm-hmm. special about going away as a as a group yes. just for your yes for your for your youth group and for the adults that go as well, where there is a bonding that happens of any time that you're stuck in a confined space, um, for long periods of time. Uh, so, I mean, you're living a week in Christian community and the things that come up first off, it's a great primer for kids going off to college (laughs) because they now have to spend the week navigating kids who wake up 15 minutes earlier than them that are morning shower people instead of night shower, you know, like, just different people on different schedules living different ways. Um, So just to put the religious stuff aside for a second, it's just good socially. Um, And I think it brings youth groups together. I mean, I watched the effect it had on my youth group where we went from some kids who show up to some things at the same time every week to a group who actually knew each other's names because they worked with each other. They sweated. Sweat? Sweat. I believe it's swatted. Swatted with each other. <laughs> there um i think you're exactly right like that was um that was one of the interesting things about my my second week at christ church um was when we went we came back to atlanta well, came back to atlanta for me um because i'd only been gone for a week um but then uh but that was my second week there hmm. and so like i'm on this mission trip with a bunch of kids who i don't know yeah. um <laughs> and and it i think I grew closer to them immediately just because sure. partially just like on the car ride there, right. but let out, like, you know, having to interact with them, uh, on that trip was, 
um, I don't know, like our relationships almost just got like a jump start or like, mm-hmm. yeah, like a kick in the rear. Yeah. Let's take a break for a moment to offer the resource of the episode. Ashley, you've got the resource for this episode. Yes, I do. <laughs> I think. Sorry, I do. Our resource for this episode is a mission site in Palm Beach, Florida called Hearts of Palm. It is an organization that brings youth and churches together from all over the country to do mission work in their local context. What's unique about this one is that it's run out of an Episcopal church. And it is branded as interdenominational, but I think at its core, it's an Episcopal ministry. And one thing we've learned is that if if there is a denomination tied to these mission sites, that often means that there's programming and religious programming that you're subjected to or slash invited to participate in. So... This is a little bit different, and it's a little more tailored to our less evangelical uh, beat here in the Episcopal Church. So it's really cool. They're doing really good work. It's also interesting because when you think of Palm Beach, you think of fancy, and they do a great job of seeing the poverty and the not-so-fancy in the midst of a a lot of really – a lot of money. (laughs) So – I thought you were going to say In the Ritz. Um, yeah. Like there's a popular song. Correct. About the Ritz. Oh, I don't know that popular song, but I'm not that You don't hip. know Putting on the Ritz? There we go. Who's it by? I don't know if I watched that episode of I Love the 80s. Got it. <laughs> I think it came out before the 80s. Cool. So. What else? You had brought up the idea that there are there are organizations out there that their job is mission trips. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, how do I say this politely, lean towards one spectrum of religiosity. Mm -hmm. Is religiosity a word? (laughs) I'm like 85% sure. I think that, I think it's a word. If not, I'm claiming it. Name it and claim it. Yeah. Isn't the Larry King, not Larry King, wasn't that a documentary? I think so. That's probably where I'm pulling it from. Pardon me if it's not appropriate. So, so my personal experience, I took my middle school to um, Charleston and we worked with an assisted living home, which was great because, it, I mean, talk about the baptismal covenant of respecting the dignity of every human being. You've got people who are kind of left by society and don't have such a thing as just visitors or conversation. Mm-hmm. And some kids come in and just have the dignity to speak to them like human beings. But then you get back and the Bible study is about, you got to give your life to Jesus. Um, and for the most part, my kids were like, what? <laughs> what? What's going on here? Why do we have to write our sins on a flag and hang it up on a cross? Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. no. And luckily we had some time after each like Bible moments that I could be like, hey, here's the Episcopal lens. And going into it, I was very clear about saying, when we do these things, understand we're we're not so much the outsiders as they aren't using the same language right. or the same feelings that we do. They do things differently. And some things they do really well. And some things we 
grind against you. Yeah. And, and it makes me feel uncomfortable. Right. So wh- how do y'all take stuff like that with your mission work or mission trips where you interact with non-denominational groups or companies or even other denominational companies mm-hmm. and still make that a worthwhile experience without freaking out some kids like it's Jesus camp? I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head where trying to find time to um, refocus and, and and I think putting words on it like this the terminologies or phrases that um, that they might use are it's going to be it might be a little different than what you're expected or what you expect um, and most likely we're not going to get communion so let's <laughs> get excited now the that. place I went they had a box in the back with communion cups yeah. And the top had, you just ripped it open. It was a pop top. Yes. And you had the bread. And then under that was a little shot of wine. And juice. I mean, that was. It was juice. Yes, it was juice. Sorry. <laughs> that was a moment that I had to explain to my youth, like, hey, they do this differently. Right. I mean, one kid was like, why they put Jesus in a box? <laughs> <laughs> I think, though, also, if you think about mission and opening kids' eyes, then it is good. It's good to see how another, another group yeah. lives, you know, and. And, you know, where, where it just gets me is if it gets damaging, if there's mm. anything sort of being thrown at these kids that they're not equipped to deal with. Yeah. And and that's when I I just mama bear and we're out of there because uh, I don't I don't have to subject them to, to things that are directly opposite of, to what we believe. Um, but mostly it's not that and mostly it's just stuff that we don't do. And so it's different and we think it's bad or wrong, but it's not. And they get a different perspective. There's something there's something to that. I think it was also nice to have um, – so we used the same organization as, as Matt uh, when we went to Nashville this past summer. Did you all do the write your sins on a white flag and mm-hmm. nail it to the cross thing? Yep. Now, I will say, God bless my youth. They're, I was like, no one is going to do this. They're going to wig out about it. But our kids were the first, and they were like, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, I think – yeah, it was definitely really interesting. Um, but they uh, – but it was it was I think more fun to have a have one of our priests there, um, and I'm not going to say which one because they'll kill me. Um, but uh, but I think that they're um, they helped like bring it back um, a lot, which was really nice. Um, also, just responses were great, <laughs> just prime. <laughs> so we've kind of settled on. Mission trips are okay, as long as the intention of them are focused and not let's go take pictures with yeah. bears, you know, orphans. Needy bears. Needy bears. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think, as far as, like, to end this conversation, the point is, what like, what's the point of mission trips? Is it to make us feel good? Is it to respond to a need in the world? Is there some kind of weird meshing where all these things interact? Yes. Um, I mean, I think they're like, I, I think that it's to, it's to serve other people and in a, maybe not in a different capacity than you're used to, but to serve other people. Um, I think that there is a, there will always be a component where like we want to feel good after we do things for other people. And I think that is human. And I think that is, um, and I think to recognize that there is something about that, that, that I think we all want people to say, like, 
oh, you did a great job, right? Um, just because, or we, like I, we had youth on one of the mission trips I went to. We had youth who got up, who got not upset, but I think felt as though somebody should have said thank you, and then I, oh. then I said to them, but wait, didn't you guys? have to get kicked off the site because you painted the person's bushes yeah. uh, and decided to have a paint fight and they were like yeah but we did paint eventually and i was like yeah you're not gonna get a thank you you waved no. your right to a thank you at that point. um now the person has blue bushes <laughs> exactly um so i but I, I i do think that there is something about that where like where i think we're always going to want something like that. Mm -hmm. Just like, I'm sure, Ashley, like, you always want at least, you want one person to say, like, hey, like, this last week's sermon, I heard something. Yeah, <laughs> like, that would or, be nice. Or we want, we want the youth to say, hey, like, the, you know, Sunday school, like, I took something out of that. We will always want, have that desire. Um, and I, but I don't think that it's bad to have that desire. Um, I just think that's part about part of being human and i think being okay when we don't when we don't get the thank you um you know i would be saying thank you for the opportunity to come into your space and and paint your bushes yeah i mean <laughs> the the gratitude i think is is on our end if you go into it with that mindset then you're not you know yeah. then you're not so much looking for a thank you and i think it's all about the mindset you put your kids in or your youth in when you take them to this area um, the the point of mission trips or the point of youth group is not to lock yourself in the youth room until you're 18 no. and then leave. Well, Much that's like, called kidnapping. It is. <laughs> Forever lock-ins. <laughs> Much like the point of the church is to not lock yourself in the pews right. until you're in a box in the ground. Yeah. And so these are the moments when you take yourself out, you take your youth out, you take your faith out into the world to see how it interacts with people. Yeah, that's why I'm pro pro youth group. You're pro youth group. I am pro youth group. I'm also pro clean water. Are you uh, pro mission trips? I am pro mission trips too. <laughs> pro youth group, pro mission trips, pro being pro. And Wallace, do you want to stop there? Wallace, do you want to take up an offering? <laughs> sure, let's take up an offering. If you haven't checked out Forma yet, you really should. It's the Network for Christian Formation, and you can find it at www.forma.church. And check it out because it's a blast. They have a really cool conference coming up in January. We're going to have a booth, so that's going to be pretty cool. So definitely come and see us. Uh, maybe if you're lucky, not only will we name drop you, but we might even sign your phone for you. <laughs> I'm not signing phones. You better sign a phone. So once again, check out Forma. We out. That's all the time we've got for this episode. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard or if you liked the conversations we're having, please leave us a review. You can follow us on social media at EYMATLPod. Join us on Instagram, on Facebook. You can get updates when new episodes drop. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. Let me teach you guys a prayer that you can take for your youth uh, for the future. Um, this one is really popular for before one eats. Um, it's called the Jaws. The Jazz Prayer? No, I was going to... The Jaws Prayer. Um, the Jaws Prayer. 
Um, some people like to do it a little bit differently, but first you put your hands as though they are fin on top of your head and to the tune of the Jaws theme, you say, God is, oh, and I forgot, you bounce on each point, like at your Kinda knees. like a shark in the water. Exactly. So you, God is great and, God is good and, and then I like to say, so we, but some people say, let us, as in let us. Um, so we thank him for our food in, and then you clap your hands together. Amen. So you should definitely use that in the near future. You should probably actually do it. Oh, okay. I like just go. You can videotape it. Go, 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 go. God is great and God is good and let us thank him for our food in. Amen. That's a lot. We came to break the bad. We came to cheer the sad. We came to leave behind the world a better way.